welcome to Emma's World Podcast. In our beautiful podcast today, we're going to be talking about we are not robots. This is a very interesting subject, close to my heart. We are all different from one another. Our thoughts, ideas, and core beliefs are the testimony we are individual that makes us who we are. Involving in society doesn't mean we have to become like everyone else. We do not need to fit in. We have the freedom to think on our own, but also be mindful of everyone's space. Individuality is a gift given to all of us. In corporate world, individuality should be embraced to help companies to grow. A company's performance is always based on how their employees are performing, from engineering, sales, customer service, etc. Everyone plays a role directly or indirectly to the product or services they offer. As leaders, your role should help to cultivate individuality. Thinking outside of the box can help to be extremely beneficial and lucrative for your company. Conformity should not become the corporate new standard. If you want to continue to succeed, trying to mold your department into robot land, using your leadership as a dictatorship is unhealthy. And by the way, it's not only unhealthy, but failure will be higher than anything else. The mood of the employees will reflect on the health of the company. Trying to change people to something they are not will not serve you well. Using psychological game to entice or control individuals will not bring you what you want. One way or another, individual will push back. You are forcing your team into a sterile environment where creativity will not flourish. How do you know if your department is healthy? Some of the signs to look for is the energy in your department. I have worked in companies where, when you walked in, the negativity was so palpable, your stomach would form a knot. You just wanted to turn around and go home. People's demeanors will also be a sign. Let's be honest, not everyone will be smiling and jolly, but you can sense most of them will be working with a positive attitude. On the flip side, if you see a team with a moody attitude, you can figure it out very quickly why. By communicating with them, you can find out they have been reminded over and over during their weekly meeting with their managers the following. You are not a team player. You are perceived as. And fill the blank. I'm sure you've already been told that a few times in some cases. Trying to tell individuals that they are not a team player, this is the first big sign. Especially when you are working to help a company, but the agenda of the manager above you is different than the sale of the company. And I'm sorry to say that for those individuals, well, it is better to look for the company than for that individual, especially when it's not serving the best interest of the company. This should be a red flag to whomever is in a leadership seat. He or she is trying to mold the team into robots. Individuality will be removed. Fear and negativity will have replaced it. 
creativity will be phased out. You start to notice communication between leadership and department will not flow anymore. Instead, only controlled information from leadership will be released. You are becoming a yes sir, no sir employee. You are not part of the decision making anymore, even though you have the skills, experience and knowledge to solve issues. You are not involved in projects that could challenge your brain as well as help the company. You have been placed in a box that doesn't allow you to move. You feel you are suffocating. What to do about it? As a leader, you need to stop trying to conform everyone to your own image. Dictatorship doesn't help any company. Sooner or later, you will have to answer for your actions. As employees, you have the choice to stay where you are or you can look for another position that will be healthier than the one you are currently in. So looking at this, I have experienced that many times in some of the companies. Maybe it was a sign from the universe to tell me it was time to move on as well. This is when you start to realize there is some glass wall built around you where you are not part of the you don't feel part of the team, you feel you're on a sideline. Becoming a robot culture is becoming one of the things they're doing and happening more and more. It is becoming difficult when you feel that your management doesn't allow you to grow, doesn't allow you to challenge your brain, doesn't allow you to use your creativity to help the department but instead you're being placed in a little box somewhere then people are trying to put you in and put the lead on and the only thing you got to do from them is to take directions this is not what it should be happening in corporate world creativity is what helps a company breakthrough doesn't happen when you are turning people into robots mode thinking is something that is natural for everyone. We don't have the same thoughts. We don't have the same way we have our creativity. We don't have the same view on how to resolve an issue. But when you're putting people together in the same room with different views and ideas, you can come up with solutions. When you start to basically, I call it brainwash people, um, it's more... A harsh, harsh way to do it that you slowly but surely enable that individual to basically take their own decision or even helping or inviting them to meeting that could help you and the rest of the company but instead make them sit on the sideline this is not the best way to to work it is not the best way to work for anyone and as i said you cannot mold the people at your own image by doing it what you're doing is to close somebody else's spirit someone who has a sense of creativity who can help and if it's a company who's doing this it's becoming sterile it's a sterile company and it doesn't allow the company to grow because they are not allowing people to bring um, new ideas, fresh concept, design that could help 
the company to do something different. If you're looking in companies, a lot of them are thriving on what they've been used to do. But you come to a point when your product will become obsolete if you do not update it. Now, you can do it when you're looking at a concept and it could be for services, it's the same thing. You want the intellectual property to stay on your, on your side. But let's, let's become the simple example of Apple when they came up with their iPhone. They have been the first one to create it. And if you're looking at it, you're looking at Samsung, you're looking at others, even Microsoft, Google have their own phone. But it didn't come because of them. It came because of the breakthrough with Apple and how they engineered their way to come up with something new. Now, if you take this concept and looking at how they are still dominating the market, no matter what, even if people are, since um, Steve Jobs passed away, they are just, every year you can hear it, oh, they're going to go down, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, it's going to be so bad. Well, I'm sorry, but they're still thriving and they will continue to do it because they're using their brain. They let creativity, perfection, they are using the standard that Steve Jobs put in place to continue to break through new concepts, to continue to update their phone and their computers. Now, if you're looking around, you can see there is a lot of competition around. They are doing things similar, but the trailblazer in there, it's not the others. It's still Apple. Apple is still the leader and will stay the leader. Why? Because of their innovation. If you're looking at those individuals inside of Apple, they're not robots. They are creative mind. And everybody plays an essential part in that company. Now, if you remove my, yourself from Apple and looking at other companies, you can see that some of those companies are thriving on letting their, their employees using their mind. And it can be, you know what, they can be great ideas and can be not so great ideas, bad ideas, who cares? But they are going in and they are brainstorming and they let everybody is doing it. When a company doesn't allow you to do that, but put you in a little box because all of a sudden they see you as a threat because, oh my God, that person can take my job. If you're ego-driven this way, you're not going to go anywhere. What you're going to do is block people to do and help the company to be more lucrative to create new things, new products, new ideas, new services. You are just becoming what I would call it a robot land. You are having people where you're telling them what to do and they will not think for themselves and they will not take initiative unless you lift up your little finger and say it's a go. Those companies are making money because of the product they're selling but they are not making the money they should be making. They are making what it is right now, but the ideas, the concept, it's not going anywhere. It is not moving to the next level. You are not servicing the company. You are not helping yourself. You cannot take somebody and decide to mold them and just expect that everything will be pretty dandy. I have seen it 
I have experienced it, except my spirit is a spider, and I like to, uh, I'm a creative person, I will help companies, I have helped companies in the past um, to make millions of dollars without even moving a finger, because I found some ways to save them money, um, and you're looking at creativity, and you're looking at people who are creative people, you have to let them flourish, you, let, you have to let them grow. If you want your company to be successful as a leader, you need to be, first of all, grounded, self-assured, and you shouldn't be threatened by others. I have worked with individuals that had such a brain and work, uh, they were phenomenal in different uh, um, departments. And I always came to them. I came to the expert because you need those experts to be successful at you don't need to know everything, but when you have a subject expert matters who's around you, you want to talk to them because they have ideas, they have solutions that can help you. And unfortunately, in some cases, you can see people who want their titles as managers, as VP. Their ego is so driven that they will not allow people to flourish. Not everybody wants to be a VP. I have subject matters and I know for years they're doing exactly the same job. They are very well known around the companies and they're doing very well without becoming a VP. But every time there is uh, something that can they can help about to resolve or come up with a new concept, they are being called around the table and discuss those matters. This is fantastic. Those companies are fantastic. If you are only interested for titles, well, that's sad because you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to help your um, your team to grow. And I have seen individuals who have taken over a department and a couple of two to three years on the road and the department closed down and everybody got let off. Why? Because that individual did not help the, the department to flourish. Instead, they sunk the entire department. So reducing individuals to become robots and not thinking, it's not helping. You're not helping you, you're not helping the company, you're not helping the individuals where you try to brainwash them and confine them to a little box. Nobody should be put in a box and a label on it and put the lid on and just sit on it just so they don't move. It's ridiculous, it's so unhealthy. I mentioned in previous blog, you could have solution when you put everybody around the table to think. Some people will have some funny ideas, but you can write down those funny ideas that could be later on very extremely lucrative when maybe you don't have the technology, you don't have the raw material at this point, you don't have the full concept, you have the idea of the end product, but you don't know how to build it right away. It's maybe going to take a year or two, who knows? Those are ideas that should stay in this little box. And once in a while, you review them and just say, hey, we had a concept with this and I thought that would be a good idea. And maybe two years on the road or one year, somebody came up with something that could help to build the product. And you said, oh, okay, we got found the suppliers. We can do this. This is fantastic. And it's in demand and you can create the demand and you can create a new product. You can release it and people can buy it. But when you don't allow people to use their talent, their intellect, then you're not helping. It's like, why not work in a factory? And I'm sure the factory, they can be even smarter than that because they can do their job and think about it.
So if you're looking at the concept that, and that's for 2018, it's something that really resonated with me. It, did, it started already in 2017 when I started to realize that some, some individuals are doing this, controlling over others and not helping employee to become, um, I'm not going to use the word happier, but give them the power to do something. Again, you don't have to call everybody a manager in your company, but empowering someone is life-saving because individuals hold keys and solution inside. You never know who can help you along the way. So if you're creating a generation of robots, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to find a solution. What you're doing it, it's removing the power of those individuals and basically they don't have to think. They don't have to do it. They just execute. That's it. You need to use your common sense. You need to use your mind. You need to be challenged. Different people being challenged at different levels. But we should not be all reduced as robots. That should not be. So in order to help company to grow and your department to grow, this is what you should be doing. This is what you should empower. It doesn't matter if you like the person or not. I work with individuals where our personality, we're not compatible. What I mean by that is we saw different life, different point of view. So we would work together when we need it. But we'll not be the the one hanging around uh, the water cooler and have a chat because we had nothing to talk about. But working with those individuals were interesting because when we needed to come up with a concept or an idea or we needed to find a solution for something, we were all sitting around the table and we were all brainstorming and everybody were talking. But at the end, we were able to find a solution based on everybody sitting around trying to figure it out how to resolve that issue. So when you take different individuals with different perspectives, different views, you can come with uh, not, not only one solution, but several, which happen many times. And you can implement what is the best solution, regardless who, who came up with. It was what I already called a team effort. I'll do not, I'm not a huge fan of the word um, team um, because I've been seeing it used against individuals, uh, as I was mentioning earlier into the podcast, when individuals are trying to tell you you're not a team player. The word team player has been so used and abused by a lot of people, especially the one who led by their ego, cannot find any other way to attack individual by saying, oh, you're not a team player. Let's review this, a team player. Are you attacking me because I don't agree with what you're saying or because I'm not going to follow you and put my reputation and my work in trouble uh, to the point that uh, you're telling me to do something that is against company policies and core values just to get to the end? or using a shortcut because this is the way you want to go. No. Individuals using those words always had trouble. So a team player for me has been removed from my vocabulary because of that. I rather do we just work together and in a good environment 
then use the word team player. Too many abuse has been done by too many people trying to control individuals. The same with the word perception. The perception I have about you is not good. The perception that people think about. People have a different attitude. Some, like me, will speak authentically. This is how I grew up. This is what most people should be doing. I should say all people, we should be authentic. We should be able to say what we have in mind, meaning not say, what uh, I need to backstep for a little bit here because people are going to say, well, Emma said I could say whatever I want. No, 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 no. When I'm talking, speaking your mind, it's not going with your ego and your emotion. It's going with the facts. So when you are at work and you see something that is not right, you need to speak up. When you, you're sitting in a room, and it happens to me several times, where individuals who have, were not even subject matters were knew about one or two sentences, and they had to use them thinking that they knew everything, and you're the subject matter next to it, I would go and just answer honestly. What made them angry at the end of the day, and that's why I wasn't as popular sometimes, is because the power of the bee were listening to me knowingly. I knew what I was talking about. And the other individual who had a title were just shooting the breeze or because they used to do this. So this is the way to go. There is a time where you need to speak up. And you need to say it if it's the right way. At the end of the day, even if you're not the one to take the decision, I always mention this is for the record. I'm telling you this. Um, it happened to me as an example. I had somebody who wanted to write a contract. And I said to, to that individual who was the president of the company, uh, you need to make sure you had into your um, agreement the following clauses. He did not want it to go with that. So I looked at him with a smile and I said, well, this is for your protection. But again, you're the one who's taking the final decision. So I'll let you have it. But for the record, you should have it because I will be the one signing it. And something happened. I will go on those and those and those and those because I'm not there. And I will go after you for that. Was it the right decision for him, legally speaking? No, but he was his decision. So I let him have it. I left with a smile and I let him have it. Same thing everywhere I went. If you're looking at being right every time, good for you. You want to fight it, good for you. But again, when you work with individuals who do not want to hear from you, who put you in a box now as an employee, you have two choices. You can stay there and continue to be miserable where your spirit is being crushed and your spirit is not happy and you're depressed. And every time you go there, you are, you're feeling the life is sucked out of you. You could do that. Or you can look for another department in a company where you are. Or you put back your resume and ask the universe to help you to find a better job. Because I can guarantee you, those people who are putting in your, in your little box have a tendency to say, well, if you're going to go somewhere else, it would be worse than here. Well, not true. That is not true. I can guarantee if you are not running out of the building and take the first job, but take the time to get the right job for you, and you will, you will have a better job, better pay, and you have a smile on your face because you will be 
not running from them, but you would have had taken the right decision to be in a new position somewhere it's better. If you are running from a company and are so desperate, then when you're making your choice, you could end up in the same cycle. So you need to be extremely careful when you do that, when you're changing a job. But if you feel your spirit is telling you it's time to go, just go. Because one way or the other, the universe going to hear it and you will be kicked out one no, no matter what. Or you could be in a worse shape over there and be so depressed, you're going to go under meds. It is not fun to be working under threats. It is not fun to be working in a negative environment. And I unfortunately worked in corporate world where it was so negative, my spirit took a beat up. But as a fighter, because I'm a fighter and a survivor, I made it out of it. And I made it with my head up high, not crawling on the ground. I can guarantee that. But it took a lot of strength for me to be able to do that. And not everybody has the strength uh, to do it. When companies are starting to push everybody to unify everything that nobody can think, nobody can do, you're just there to do your eight hours like a machine. You need to think, you need to look around and really think twice about what you want to do and if is this a good company because I can guarantee it's not. You should have your individuality. I know some managers are micromanaging people because they are insecure and that makes it extremely difficult and I work with those individuals as well. I, As I said uh, in the past, it happened in a length of two years I had five different managers and I'm not kidding. I'm like, oh my God, you barely could make it one, then you get another one, another one. It was like a yo-yo. I feel like a bunch of yo-yo. It was like a um, the dancing chairs. <laughs> who wants to sit to that in that chair? But I work with some of them who were great and I love to work with. And I have others who were insecure because I have knowledge. If you like to learn, you need to appreciate people who have knowledge, who have a mind, who love to learn. If you feel you're not good in the area the person is, learn what they're doing. You should not be afraid of it. You don't have to be an expert, but learn what they're doing. Because not only you open a good channel of communication with that employee, but you appreciate and that person will appreciate because you will show an interest of what they're doing. You don't need to know all of the details. But it's nice to have a knowledge or a bird's eyes view of what they're doing. We should be sharing information. We should not be reduced to robots. My computer is a robot. That's it. I don't need to be a robot. We have a brain. We can talk. We can communicate. We have imagination. We can help each other. We don't need to be best friends, but we can help each other and appreciate and respect each other. But you shouldn't be confining people into small boxes and remove the creativity and trying to crush their spirits because this generally doesn't go well and rebellious and rebellion will come sooner or later.
think about where you are. Think if you are a creative person, uh, are you using your mind, your spirit to get the job done? Do you feel you are accomplished or do you feel you're being restrained and basically you, you're stuck where you are and you're not being heard and nobody wants to hear what you got to say either? That's something that is crucial. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. We are going to have fun. This is another one that I have. And I wrote this one because I heard it too many times. Even from me. I heard it from people who saw my resume uh, a long time ago and said I was overqualified. So the question I have and the next one coming up for our podcast is What do you mean I am overqualified? I have some few stories to share and you're going to love those. This should be a fun one and I'm pretty much sure people who have been on a job market looking for a job, they probably will come across this one saying to you, well, I'm sorry, we cannot hire you, you're way overqualified for that job. Now I want to know, what do you mean by that? So, I'm wishing you a good day and thank you for listening to my podcast and we'll see you later. Bye-bye.